All right, get your Fs out, boys, and put them in the chat because Club Atletico Monarcas Morelia, June 4th, 1950 to June 2nd, 2020. Just two days off of their 70th anniversary are officially gone. Welcome back to the FMF State of Mind podcast. And this show is going to be all about the Monarcas Morelia, the team that tra- the city that tragically lost their team just a couple of weeks ago. They were relocated, obviously, to Mazatlan, Sinaloa, and they will now be playing as Mazatlan for you know the foreseeable future. Monarcas Morelia is no more. I'm your host Antonio. Like always, I got Ness with me. As always, Ness, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Just kind of still struck over what really occurred with Morelia and kind of still shocked. And you see Queretaro and Atlanta and you kind of see the same route. So, yeah, but we'll get that to another time. Uh, and who do we have for a special guest today, Antonio? Yes, we have a special guest today again, two weeks in a row. And uh, if you guys are a Liga MX English follower on Twitter, you might have been already follow- You might have already been following this account. It is the Monarcas Morelia English Twitter account, ran by Brian Birdie himself, and we got Brian on here. Brian, how you doing? Hello, I'm good. I am um, obviously very sad that the club is gone, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so uh, grateful to have Brian on to give us a bit more perspective. Obviously, since he was running the account, he's a super fan. So why wouldn't we bring him on as we talk about the team that tragically, you know, kind of lost all of its history in, in the span of a couple weeks? Because from the beginning of the when the rumors started circulating to when it actually happened, it all kind of moved really fast. And I didn't really believe it when they were first when the rumors first started coming out. But then eventually, obviously, on June 2nd, uh, everything came into fruition. So, yeah, obviously, everybody knows this. If you didn't, for some reason, been living under a rock. Monarcos Morelia were relocated uh, to Mazatlan. That is the new Liga Mekis team. That is where they'll be playing. They'll be playing in purple. They're doing like this whole pirate theme, whatever the hell. I don't know what their mascot is, but uh, it's better than a dolphin theme that they had. Monarcas Morelia. It is better than the dolphins that was rumored to be. So I'm just happy that they didn't go with that. But so we're going to start off with just a little bit of an intro uh, to Brian himself. So, uh, yeah, Brian, why don't you just give us a little background on yourself and, you know, how you got into Liga Mekis and Morelli. Now, uh, my answer might sound really boring at first, but I, I urge you to all just hear me out on this. Uh, I was born in Lima, Peru. I'm not Mexican at all. I am a full-blooded Peruvian. But uh, as you as you may have guessed, I started supporting the team when Rodri Diaz arrived. And... Uh, some may wonder. I've said this before in another podcast. Some may wonder why I, uh, uh, I if, do I just support them because of Rodri Diaz or what? But my answer, my answer to that is, if that was true, I wouldn't be supporting Morelli anymore. I'd be supporting Seattle Sounders now, and I don't. I support the player very much, but I stuck with Morelia because I don't know. It just kind of stuck with me. Like it, it, the team stuck with me, and I. I, I adopted them as my Mexican team, so I, I really like them. I learned about their, uh, a bit about their history, and yeah, so I may not be the best expert available, but as far as I know in English, I um, I, I might be a good candidate to have there. I'd assume so anyways. So um, yeah, I currently live in Toronto, Canada, and um, well, near it anyways. I don't live right behind the city, but I, I identify myself with it more than uh, other cities around it. and. Yeah, that's a little bit about me. Um, I I haven't been following Morelia as long as some other people have, but I, I think I I think I've I've, I've, here's, I've knowledge myself a little bit about uh, their history for me to be a possible candidate to run the English account. 
So yeah, and a lot of people seem to be okay with it as well. So I think that's uh, it's not really a secret anymore. So I think that's good with me. Before this all went down, did you happen to ever get a chance to like go down to Michoacan or like go down to the stadium or anything like that? Mm, sadly not. I was gonna go. I was thinking about going this year, but the pandemic struck and uh, right. there was no. There's just no chance. So. I still want to go. I still want to go to Michoacan if I go to Mexico one day, but obviously I won't. I won't be able to watch Morelia this time. So, right now that and and your story of how you came to like Morelia like is really like resonates with me because that's and I think that's what like a lot of soccer fans do when they see a favorite player of theirs or a player that they resonate with go to another country and they start following that country's league and that team because that's exactly how I first got into the Premier League actually. Because I'm a Chivas fan and I supported Chicharito, and when he went over to Manchester United, I started. I already did watch the Premier League, obviously, but I started following Man United, and I started, and now Man United is my, you know, EPL team because of Chicharito. So I like. I think that's a lot of a lot of people go that route when they pick a favorite team in another country. So like, that's really cool to hear. Uh, yeah, um, it, I I used to be like when Real Diaz was starting his career, I was a fan of Lau in Peru. Universitario, you know that club that's really in depth that uh, that the Chivas owner wanted to buy. I don't remember his name. He's I think Bergara. I think that was his name. Yeah, yeah. He, he wanted he wanted to buy the club, and he's like, no, there's too much depth here, and he just uh, gave up on it. once he realized how much money the club owed, but I I used to be fo- I used to follow Ridiaz back then. I, I don't support Universitario anymore. There's uh, there's a couple reasons I don't like. I still have a soft spot for them, but there's a couple reasons I don't support them uh, a- anymore. Uh, that's for another time though and but when when they, he didn't move to Monarcas I was that was particularly the year when they were in their prime and Ro Diaz left for uh, Ro Diaz played with Edison Flores in that squad so that was a uh, that was a pretty special team but um they left and I honestly I was pretty mad at first but it was probably the best decision that could have happened because that's how I became a Morelia fan so it, it, it shaped my future a little bit better I think no definitely and Ness uh, I, you know, you're a Chivas fan as well, just like me, but you also have your ties to this club as well. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, you know, uh, growing up, I grew up in Chicago, if nobody knows, but my dad obviously raised me up to be a Chivista. It's like all my family was usually America fans, but me and my dad kind of straight from the pack that we were Chivas fans. But yeah, Morelia was huge for us because my dad's actually from Michoacan. He's from a little pueblo that's called, uh, I don't even know if you'd be able to call it pueblo, it's so damn small, but it's called uh, Espinosa. And to this day, we have a lot of family in Uruapan, which is like, I think about an hour or so from uh, Morelia. And usually whenever we would travel, we always stop by in Morelia because that's where the international airport's at. So whenever we go, we land at Morelia and the stadium's always 20 minutes out. And whenever you're on your way to Uruapan, you end up passing a stadium and how packed it always is. And I've even had been fortunate enough to see a game or two so at the actual stadium so it was something really nice and just it was a team that you never thought about leaving you know you hear about Querétaro you hear about like Veracruz or teams like that and you're just like well you know that's obvious you know they haven't had a run of 50 plus more years they haven't you know had all this heritage and all this history they never won a title you know like Monarcas won in 2000 which I don't actually don't I'm too young to remember but it was something that they still were able to accomplish and for a team that has won a title in the past 25 years for them to be moved so abruptly in two weeks it's just it just kind of screams out what Liga MX is really all about and it's sad but you know it's it, it's a team that I always hide for it's a team I always wanted to cover I just never really had the opportunity whenever I do write it was mainly all about Chivas and everything kind of rushes so quick it was a team that I always kept up with though and you know, whenever we got the opportunity, we tried to go see a game. And I know family back at home, they're all Morelia fans, or they were. And 
now they're kind of left distraught. So that's that's kind of my background with Morelia. Definitely, I'm sure a lot of fans feel that way. And Brian, we're going to talk about uh, some of like the top moments in Morelia history in a little bit. But before we do, I did want to ask you as well. Obviously, when you know, I already talked about like how I kind of reacted when the rumors started coming out. How were you like? dealing with all this like when you first heard the rumors and then when the actual decision was made and all this like how would you how what was your all reaction to like this whole thing happening and just the whole relocation uh, i wasn't sure at first to be honest because like i said i'm not from michoacan i'm not from mexico so i'm not i wasn't sure how to take it i was thinking you know what maybe this is another uh vancouver grizzly situation how because i i know a few people from vancouver and uh the ones who do follow nba they support memphis which is uh where the club got relocated or where the franchise got relocated uh once they left vancouver but um uh, i decided uh, you know what these fans aren't happy i shouldn't be happy either because like it doesn't it doesn't affect me as a local person, but it does affect me because, like, I'm a very I'm a traditionalist in football, and I think that uh, uh, situations like this shouldn't happen, especially in a league that used to be a lot more pure than this, and it's become just this corporate uh, league that uh, MLS wannabe when they're already better than the MLS, so it doesn't really make sense to me. And uh, yeah, so I wasn't sure at first. If you saw some of my earlier tweets, I was even asking, will you still support the club once it's done? And uh, once I saw the reaction, I thought, you know what, this is, maybe this isn't the, uh, like, since this is not what the fans want, then I'm going to listen to their word because uh, it's, I, I should, I, 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 they, I've, stuck, I've, they, I've emerged myself as part of the community. So I think that it's better for me to just uh, not follow them. And plus, I feel bad for the people in, actually in Michoacan, especially if you, a, a few, I think it was a few months ago. I saw a video of uh, like the live reaction to Rui Diaz's uh, goal that saved them from relegation, and the people looked so happy. And that was um, that was like if you, if I watch it again, I feel like it's going to be heartbreaking. But I will say um, I, I will say one thing that uh, was I have noticed in recent years, actually since I started watching the Liga MX, that they tend to not fill up home games unless it was an important occasion. And that could have impacted the decision, to be honest. I, I wouldn't surprise me if that impacted the decision a little bit because every time I saw a Morelia game at home, unless it was a big game, it was there was always a lot of empty seats. And it's the same with clubs like Puebla as well. It's not just a Morelia that's it's just a Morelia that suffered the fate. So it wouldn't surprise me if that impacted the decision. I know it's a, 70 years of history wiped out, and it, it sucks and all, but like. These corporate owners, they just think, um, you just look at recent history, especially especially ones that aren't really um, emerged with the entirety of the club from the beginning to end. So that could have impacted the decision, but it doesn't make it any less uh, bad that it happened. Just my two cents. No, yeah, definitely. And like you said, the people that you have to feel bad for are the fans themselves. I mean, you saw all the protests that happened, all the demonstrations. I mean, they, they, these people were heartbroken. I, I saw a couple of interviews where like fans were even like crying, grown men. You know what I'm saying? This is, yeah. what, this is what stuff like this can do to someone. And yeah, the, the whole reasons, I don't know if we even, even got a straightforward reason as to like why this all occurred. Um, you know, obviously the, the governor of, you know, Sinaloa had a lot of power in this. Um, you know, Tebas yeah, yeah. was, you know, I guess just kind of looking for someone to 
give them money, I guess. And the the you know Michoacan government wasn't doing it, and Sinaloa did. So maybe that in the end, that's just what it was. It's definitely kind of like you said. It's definitely muddy, to put it lightly. Uh, and it definitely kind of dirties up the image of Liga Mekis a little bit because, like you said before, it was not a perfect league. You did have situations where teams were dis- w- would dissolve before, but never in this sort of manner. You know what I mean? So, like, it, it was it's, it was just really weird how it happened. Ness, you got any thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, the, the attendance figures, if I'm not mistaken, from what I've been hearing, that they, they were top 10 in the league. And it was a pretty big capacity stadium, like, you know, 40,000 40, of not. I think it's a 40, 41,056 seats. And they're, but at the same time, you look at it, their biggest transfer record was like 1.33 million. So that, that kind of gives you like the idea of what they were kind of working with and how hard their scouts had to work and all that the work that they really had to put into it. And, you know, when you kind of see this move to the, to Mazatlan, you kind of don't like it. But at the same time, you just hope that a team like that can get uh, maybe injected with some more cash, maybe more cash to play with because they were contenders, but they were always seen as underdogs. You know, we can even take it back to. You know, them, them constantly being in that 7th to 8th spot in Ligias and kind of sneaking up on people and everything like that. And you got to hope with this move that, yeah, they are out of Morelia and Michoacan in general, which is sad. But the even sadder part is that the governor and everybody else that had everything involved with Morelia, especially with Michoacan, felt like they didn't let them go for that much. They just basically sold the team for almost what Rodolfo Pizarro was sold to Inter Miami for, which if you kind of look at it, it's nuts. You know, a player being sold for that, and that's what they sold the club for, you know. So that just goes to show how much they wanted the club or how bad of a financial situation they were in. But it's kind of goes to show what recently they've been treating the club like. You know, as far as selling their players, as far as, you know, Rodias ended up going to MLS. I don't know if he was sold. As far as Edson Flores, he just went to D.C. United this past season. And a lot of those core players were already being sold off just because financial needs or whatever it may be. So you just hope that this move, it's unfortunate, but hopefully, you know, my family's from Michoacan, we, we don't have a team anymore. It's, it sucks, you know, but you, you, you just hope that they get an influx of cash or something really, really good ends up happening when they're over there. You know, you don't, you don't want it to end up like a, what is it called? Uh, what were they called? For Queretaro, what were they called? Uh, Chiapas like type situation again or oh, anything yeah, like yeah. that again. You know, you Lobos want Bois a team well. class. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, that was as well with Juarez. Yeah, I know, but Querétaro is there. That's why they have the the orange stripe on their thing because they're representative of them still. Which I don't know. The teams move around so much in Liga MX, like sometimes that you kind of start forgetting what they originally stood for, and some of those getting green to a new club, and some of those things don't. As you see with Mazatlan, kind of redoing everything to a Caribbean type of well, Pirates of the Caribbean type damn near situation. <laughs> while uh, instead of the dolphin that does cocaine, you know, which I like that idea better. But you know they 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 they, 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 they straight away from that idea, unfortunately. But yeah, that's it's it's unfortunate, man. And if you ever been to Estadio Morelos, it's it's beautiful. And Michoacan in general as a state, it's tropical. It's it, it's really really beautiful. You know, people think of Mexico and they think of you know Durango and they think all this like dirt and mud everywhere and everything. You know, and you see a bad movie like Sicario, they look at, take a look at Mexico and you get that like weird yellow grainy vision, like you're watching a Marvel movie. And it looks real shitty. It's like, uh, you know, Michoacan and Morelia, they, they were never that. It's it's tropical over there. They have certain things that are only available there. They have rainforest there. It's uh, Michoacan is just one of the most beautiful states that a lot of people don't really pay attention to. So it's a shame that one of the most beautiful states that no one ever talks about is actually being drawn away now from as far as, you know, first division football. And they said that 
there's you know that a whole bunch of ex players from Morelia want to get together and make a club and it, it'll be in Liga Balompe or you know Ascenso whatever that's going to be because they haven't made an official decision on whatever it's going to be anymore it, the, the league's a mess and in peril and they're making all these changes and it feels like nobody's on the same page which is a mess but they said they want to bring a team back but they haven't had any discussion with the governor Michoacan or you know anybody in Morelia in general so we'll see how that ends up going hopefully they can get another team and hopefully bring them up from Ascenso or Liga Balompe or whatever they're going to do after the five years is up but it's just really unfortunate but you see with this relegation being you know suspended for five years everybody that was waiting to make a move they're making moves right now while the iron is hot and while they have the money and while everything can be done before the five years and everybody gets locked in so i don't blame them and this is something that if relegation wasn't suspended i feel like would have happened anyway this just hurried up the process yeah man i hear you and it, it's really like like we've been saying like uh it this was kind of different to some of the other teams that we've seen being dissolved in Liga Mekis. You know, you had the whole Veracruz situation, which was a long time coming, in my opinion. I know Veracruz has a lot of history and a lot of loving fans as well. But, I mean, that organization was ran into the ground. You had, like, Tecos, Jaguares, and other of these teams that do have history, but just... It was never like this. Like, Morelia has been around. They've had a soccer team in Morelia since 1924. The Morelia, as it was currently known, was since 1950. Like, this was a club with a lot of history behind it. Not a lot of silverware, of course, yes. But they did have a lot of history behind it. A lot of great players. Uh, Bofo Bautista, Marco Antonio Figueroa, El Fantasma, Rafael Marquez Lugo, Moises Muñoz, Miguel Sabá, uh, you know, Elias Hernandez... Uh, Joel Wiki, the, come on, the god of defending, Joel Wiki, the legend, come on, guys. The legend. The legend himself. But, um, so, like, they, they have, and, and they weren't, like, minnows either. They were always, yes, mid-table, like you said, kind of uh, sneaking into the Liguilla, 8th place, 7th place, whatever. But, I mean, I mean, they, they played very well. I saw a stat the other day, uh, I know a lot of you guys did also on Twitter, um, where they were comparing all the Liga Mekis teams uh, in 2019-2020 by expected goals per shot. And Morelia was second place on that graph, just behind Leon and in front of America. So it, w- it was a team that played good soccer. It was a team that was playing good under Pablo Guedes as well. Um, unfortunately, obviously, he's gone. Um, and we'll see how Mazatlan do under Palencia. But it was a team that was not to be trifled with. It was not a team to be taken lightly. Um, and it's just sad that they, they, they've gone. So, you know, like we've said, <clears throat> that's exactly why we kind of wanted to do this pod as well. Because, you know, if it was a team like, like I know what you guys are thinking, why didn't we do one for like Veracruz or something? But it's it's because of the things we said. We, we've this was covered more Veracruz unfair. enough. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. We've covered Veracruz enough. They should have been a team. <laughs> we really have, though. And, it, and it's kind of the same reasons like, like, you know, it's it was more unfair in this regard. So that's why we kind of wanted to do a whole show for Morelia. And we may end up doing this for Querétaro too if they end up being Atlante. I don't know what's going to happen with that. I guess we'll find out in the coming weeks. But uh, it's, it's just all one big mess in Liga Mekis right now. We don't know what, what, what is going to happen next. But anyway, let's move on to like the second portion of this pod where we're going we're gonna to get to stop being sad a little bit and kind of start to be happy and reminisce in what was Morelia so and it's the reason why we brought Brian on as well uh, we're just going to look at the top three moments and there are so many other moments that we could probably we could probably do a top five if we wanted to but we're just going to limit it to three and uh, we'll have some like audio clips so you guys can like reminisce with us <clears throat> that I'll put in but so we're just going to talk about some top three moments in Morelia history uh, and just like talk about them so like Brian I'll give it over to you 
uh, what's the first uh, moment that you wanted to talk about? Well, for the most part, I'm going to talk about uh, moments in my lifetime. But you, you like even with that, you cannot leave out the title win in 2000. Uh, even even me as I was two years old when they won that title, so, so I I wouldn't have remembered even if I did follow Liga MX back then. And um, but I do recognize some of the players here. Uh, either way, uh, I recognize Angel Comiso mostly because of his uh, eccentricness in Peru as a manager. Uh, I recognize Dario Franco, I recognize Jorge Almiron, and I recognize uh, Pavon as well, uh, the Honduran player, the Honduran striker, I think it was a striker. I recognize him as well. So I, I do know a little bit about the title win. I, I did my research on it as well, as, as uh, I should have done if I was going to start following Morelia in general. And um, I know how, like, in the league, they just barely snuck into the Ligia that year. And uh, then they destroyed everyone from like they, they had the, they had the longest route and they managed to win it, which was pretty mad. Uh, and um, yeah, they it was a um, it was a good campaign. That's as far as I know. Um, and uh, as for my second moment, uh, it has to be uh, the one I one I did experience uh, when Rory Diaz saved them from relegation. Uh, I wasn't a full fledged fan yet. But I think that moment was really when it started to change because it, it just—it wasn't just Ridiaz's goal that uh, helped. Uh, like it was just—it wasn't just because Ridiaz scored. It was because just the moment, like winning away to Monterrey, is not easy, especially if you're relegation fodder. And not only that, but that 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 match knocked out America out of Ligia from contention. I remember that clearly. Uh, I, I don't remember if America won the final day, but I do remember Morelia did knock them out because of that. And um, like I said, I saw I saw the videos of uh, Michoacan celebrating, and it was just emotional. I don't think I could watch it again because it would just be really sad. But I, I, I saw those videos, and I think that's the first time I started to feel like I, Morelia was going to be my team in Mexico. And um, from there, I just found myself watching every game. Before, I was just watching a few games for Redias, but now the next season, I was watching pretty much every game. And um, the third moment. Again, in my lifetime, it's probably not one of their biggest moments in their history. Actually, I'm not even sure on that one, but like it, it, it was a pretty big moment in recent times. The Tuna winning against the Medica. Uh, the reason I'd say maybe not their history is because uh, they won Tuna against the Medica. It's not the first time they beat America. Maybe one of the few times they beat them in Ligia, but it's not the first time for sure. And um, because they lost Tuna away, uh, I that 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 disallowed goal killed me. Um, I think it was Ortiz who scored it in the second leg in the Azteca. That that killed me. And um, yeah, it was a um, it was a good moment. Morelia never really looked like losing that one. It wasn't until the, the Azteca where they got ran off the park. But other than that, those are my three moments. Two, two of them of my time following Morelia, and one that one obvious one. That's what I would say. That I mean, those are perfect moments to have. And uh, like every Morelia fan probably has different two or three. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and that's the and that's the beauty of this. So like you know, like you you mentioned the final. Um, I think we all were pretty young. We did we didn't watch it actually, but I mean I've seen it. I've seen the clips on YouTube. You know what I mean. And uh, I do know a little bit you know of it. Morelia obviously, like you said, snuck into the Liguilla. They beat Pachuca two one on aggregate. Santos three two on aggregate. And then they go against um, you know because what what a lot of people have to realize they went against Toluca. And going against Toluca in the early 2000s was like going that against shit was scary. the Warriors in 2016. Yeah. You know they, had mean? Won, like, they had won the Tornel de Verano uh, before that. They, they, they had won that. I, I, was, I checked that as well. So it was the, um, 
they were pretty strong back then, for sure. For sure. I mean, they were the warriors. They were the patriots. They were all rolled into one. Toluca and Cardoso were unbeatable and almost unbeatable, obviously, and during that, that was, time. And that was God mode Cardoso. Like, people today, really to this was. day, they don't understand. And they're like, Gignac's good. Gignac's, Gignac's just French, and I understand he's good in his own right. Cardoso was not to be fucked with. And to this day, I'll die on that hill. People say that Gignac's the, the biggest thing that's happened in Liga MX. I understand. Like, we watch the greatness now, but it's almost like trying to compare LeBron to, to MJ. It's like, you guys you guys don't get it. You, you didn't see it. It's like, so you, you don't understand the impact that Cardoso had on the game. How, how, how fast he played, how fast he was, and how defense couldn't even prepare for him. Just, he, he, he just murdered it. it. It was just crazy. Exactly, and that was what Morelia was going against, as well as some of the, his other teammates that were good as well. And they won the first uh, game 3-1. They go to Toluca that, for the next game three days later, and they lose 2-0 in 90 minutes. But that means that they go to extra time, and then in the most dramatic fashion, they go to a penalty shootout, and they win 5-4. I mean, like you can watch those penalties. Yeah, you can watch those penalties, and that shit is still tense, bro. <laughs> Like the it stadium really is, is tense. That's what I'm saying. That shit is tense. You can go on YouTube right now. It'll be like 240p like resolution, and you might be like, "Who the hell is that?" But like, you'll see Cardoso. You'll see those main guys. But it's just yeah. when you watch it, you're just like, "Damn!" You can feel the tension. And just, woo! I don't recommend anybody who hasn't seen it at least just look it up. Just the penalties. You don't have to watch the whole game. They have the penalties on a separate clip on YouTube alone. But that shit, that shit is right. nuts, man. Like even if you hear the audio, like just hearing the audio through it, it's like. It, it, it would resonate. And they got the job done because now I don't know off the top of my head if Morelia's keeper saved them, but I do know that Cardoso missed the penalty and Sina missed the penalty. So, I mean, to get those two to miss, that's huge. Silva Tasso, Sina, tranquilo, dispara, lo regaló, lo regaló, demasiado tranquilo, toquecito. Aquí viene José Saturnino Cardoso. Jugador importantísimo en el Toluca, Silva Tazo. Cardoso le pega así. Comiso. Excelente comiso. No hay nerviosismo. Se ve sonriente. Seguro lo conozco Monterrey como bien. Viene Heriberto. Gol. Morelia. Campeón del fútbol mexicano. Lo único que hice fue no dudar. Eh, simplemente... Eh, patear a donde yo había decidido y afortunadamente pude convertir. So yeah, man, the 2000 title, I mean, it was their first, their only title, and it was it's a perfect moment to bring up. Uh, and then the second one you brought up, Brian, was the, um, the obviously the most, probably the most famous goal ever in their history, even more than a title win, and that was the Raúl Díaz one from a couple years ago. Um, I mean, this is why we're going to miss relegation, you guys, because of the, these moments like this. This shit is fun. This, man, you know, honestly. I, I want to jump in quickly. I, Go ahead. Uh, I want to say that, that Ruiz goal was good and bad at the same time. Good because it shaped the club for a few more years. Like, they were able to build on from there. It, like, it saved the club. You can never fault that in uh, relegation in Mexico. Promotion in Mexico is extremely complicated. Uh, only one goes up and even that even then it's like a really complicated system it's almost impossible to win just really difficult and um, but the bad news is that if Morelia got relegated this probably wouldn't have never happened this Mazatlan move 
they could have just bounced back up. All right, and, all right. Um, hold on, hold on. L- let's play what <laughs> ifs. If Morelia ends up getting relegated, then who's the team that ends up being bought to end up going to Sinaloa? Because the team was going to go to Sinaloa no matter what. And then Querétaro was also going to still almost be bought by Atlanta. Puebla. So, you think Puebla? Puebla. You think Puebla? Puebla was in the running, if I remember correctly. Puebla was in the running, if I remember correctly. They do have have their ties. They have their ties and ownership to Tebasteca, so... Yeah, yeah, they do. And Azteca is struggling, in case you guys don't know. That's part of the reason this right. whole Morelia thing really occurred. Because yeah. nobody watching that shit. <laughs> right, yeah. I think it would have been Puebla as well. They don't have... They have... I don't know their attendance numbers, but they don't look good. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Yeah, Puebla. Puebla... I, if I complain about Morelia's attendance numbers in the past, Puebla's is way worse. I'll way say that worse. Much. Way worse. And they have a better stadium, I would say, in terms of capacity and like just the way it looked from the outside. But, I mean, people don't go. Yeah, it, it always looks bad. Like, whenever you look at it, like, you're like, damn, bro, is anybody, is this a closed game? <laughs> yeah. I guess after quarantine, it's not going to look any different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, Puebla fans, all two of you that are listening. We don't sorry, Francisco. Team, but, um, but, yeah. No, but, yeah, that Ruiz Diaz goal was, I remember it, like, perfectly as well. It was, it was like I said, this is why we're going to miss relegation, because this is almost and, as big as a title and, win. And like, against Monterrey at that. Yeah, against Monterrey, who, like, we just talked about Toluca being, you know, it in 2000. At this point, Monterrey was that team, you know? Yeah, yeah. Although Monterrey was struggling that year, if I recall correctly. That team's that, always that, been stacked, though. They, they're always stacked, but they, they, they seem to be very hit and miss. Like, some years they do, like, they dominate the league. Other years, they just... Can't get a win. <laughs> mid, mid-table, mid-table. Y viene el equipo de Roberto Hernández jugándose el último suspiro en esta noche aquí en la casa de los rayados de Monterrey. Empujón de Walter Ayoví, hombre al suelo y es falta en favor de Monarcas. Y la indicación es que todos para adelante, toda la claro. gente de Morelia para adelante, desde la banca hasta el portero, le piden que apriete. El centro de la pelota, ¡viva gol! ¡Gol! ¡Gol! No, I hear you. And then the third uh, moment, obviously the one was it was it last season or was it the season before? I don't know yeah, my time. The, Ameri- the America year. was it was it was it was this season, but in the Apertura. Right. Which okay, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Which I still don't really know if you consider that two separate seasons. I just consider it one. If two seasons and one. Yeah, I don't even know where the cutoffs at anymore. Just the shit rolls into one another. <laughs> but yeah, so the the apertura, uh, the last apertura that just happened. Yeah, I mean, I remember that perfectly. You, you guys don't know how much I was, uh, you know, just rooting for both Morelia and Nacaxa to win, so we could have a Morelia Nacaxa final. That would have been sick. That would have been that would have been really beautiful. cool just to have. Two teams that aren't usually in the final. Damn, the Cox was on fire that year too, man. That's when they blew out Veracruz, right. like what, set eight seven zero. <laughs> yeah, and it looked like they might do it too, because you know, obviously with that two 0 first leg win Morelia did, and then Necaxa 
they did lose 2-1, but they, you know, they were still in the game at least. Yeah, Moxie um, was balling that that season, man. I swear. Quiroga as well. So like, you know, I was rooting for both of those teams, and uh, especially Morelia because obviously Chivas fan. I hate America. I want them to lose. I want them to suffer. <laughs> and uh, I was really excited for them to go 2 0 up. Grandísimo premio para Rocha. La tira Flores, se la da a Mendoza y de la nada, de la nada, aquí aparece. Este es un contraataque realmente. Saque que con eso termina el partido. Ganó Monarcas, hacemos una pausa. 2 a 0. Um, but, you know, as they say in soccer, 2-0 is the most deceiving scoreline. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It really yeah, was. Talk, especially when there's second leg to still be played. Miguel Herrera pulled some magic out of his ass for that one. <laughs> no, yeah, it, it was it was really... Oh man, I was I was really more angrier than I should have been. Uh, one of my um, one of my favorite moments ever in Morelia history, and this is not even directly related to Morelia, is when a proving journalist tried to link Real Rodriguez to Chivas. That was, probably, that was probably the best moment ever. Really? Yeah. They I, tried doing it, that. It, yeah, no research at all. Jesus Christ! Just a simple Google search will tell you that that Chivas only hires Mexican players. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the most xenophobic club. I mean, uh, the most culturally integrity uh, club, <laughs> club. Yeah, sorry guys, uh, wrong wrong podcast. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, we're the athletic Bilbao of of exactly. Liga Mexican. That that that, that news. I'm surprised. I'm surprised you haven't heard about that because that news went pretty big in Mexico. They were I just did making not. fun of. They were just making fun of that guy. Or maybe and I did it, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Journalism, or journalism is pretty shocking, to be honest. Like yeah, if you, even if, even if, <laughs> even if, yeah. But if, if you go read some of our, our, our press, like I, I don't think I've ever read a Peruvian article that it doesn't have at least one typo in it. That's true. I'm it's over there true. reading it's, like why, why isn't McDonald's taking off in Peru? Like I'm really concerned about it for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> If you're a Morelli fan, you're listening to this, tweet us your top three, top five moments, however you want. Like I said, everyone's probably going to have something different uh, in their top three just because of what it meant to you and stuff. But yeah, that's why we wanted to have this show, because they have a lot of moments that um, <clears throat> need to be discussed and whatnot. But yeah. And uh, what about what about top three idols? I'm going to ask uh, that as well to the fans. Top three players you've seen for play for a club. Ooh, that's a good one. Let's answer that right now. Ness, you got any? Uh, now that you put me on the spot. It's like <laughs> Do it. I'll go first if you want. So I'll, uh, uh, well, I, I'll go first so that way it doesn't sound okay, too similar because okay. I'll have Sounds some good. different ones. I'll mix, I'll mix it up. Hiki, the god, obviously. Come on now. That defending, god level. Also, a more recent one. Uh, that's somebody that though, that never really gets talked about that much, but that we always bring up on here. Sosa as a goalkeeper. Goddamn, the Uruguayan knows what he's doing. And I'm just doing these as, you know, just off the top of my head. And if I had to say a third, I'd probably have to say... These these sound boring, but it had to probably be between uh, Chiar, I think. 
as far as uh, like holding it down recently and everything like that. I know in 2000 they were good. I know there's people like Carlos Pavon and a lot of other people that really deserve it or, you know, um, he's skipping my he's skipping my brain right now. Saba, Saba as well. He's up there for me also. But if I had to say it's top three, I say Iki, Achiar, and also Sosa. Those those are the three that when I watch Morelia, that's mainly who I was doing in see. How about and you? I, didn't Sosa like just say that he's leaving? Yeah, I think he did, but I see a lot of other people, like, there's been a whole bunch of rumors about Aldo Rocha and him leaving to Chivas, but apparently he just landed for training, so that's out the window, so I don't know. I, I think it's a mess with everything currently going on. We'll see when things start settling down and players have to start reporting to, to camp, really, so we'll see what ends up happening. Cool. Brian, what about you? Um, I'm going to go with my top three, and then I'm going to go through some honorable mentions. Uh... Three, I'm gonna say Shaggy Martinez. He wasn't a uh, he was he obviously the wasn't the, the best player. Oh, he wasn't the, the best player. Wasn't the best player, but he inspired so many memes. And you know what? He it just proves you not to be a great footballer to be a fan favorite. So I'm gonna call him an idol, even though he didn't really do anything idol like. He just had a cool appearance and a funny nickname. That's all he really had. And he got well with the fans and inspired the Scooby Doo costume that fan. So I I, I can't fault that. Um, and he wasn't a bad player, in fairness. He just—he was just not like legend status. He was just a player that was a fan favorite. That's really it. But he was a good player in general. He was a good offensive fullback and uh, defensively kind of meh, but good offensive fullback for sure. Uh, second, uh, not my time follower Morelia, but uh, he has to be mentioned. Baby Jeff Jefferson Montero. Uh, I have to mention him. Yes, yes. I have to totally mention. Totally forgot him. about him. Yeah, yeah. I it wasn't during my time following Morelia, but I did see some games with him there, so I um I definitely can't immerse the experience. Uh, before uh, number one is uh, just take a guess. Seriously, seriously, I want you to just take a guess who's number one. Uh, I think you all know it's Royal Rodriguez, obviously. And um, as for my honorable mentions, um. You know what, of the ones I haven't seen, I'm going to say Angel Comiso because I uh, I just love his eccentricity. Um, the ones I have seen, Gabriel Chilier, when he started out, uh, he, he shut me up. I saw him a lot at Emelec and I thought it was terrible. I thought it was absolutely terrible. So he, when he came to Morelia and just became a wall at the back, I was hugely surprised. No, I his was, defending is, to this day, is one of the top three in Liga MX, not number one. It, he doesn't get talked about enough and it's a shame. Yeah, he was he was amazing in his first uh, in his first uh, I want to say two three seasons, especially after that awful awful stint at MLK. Like even the MLK fans didn't like him. So to for him to come and just impose his authority in the Liga MX was a total surprise for me and a welcome one. Um, Mario Asuna for his recent no, not Asuna sorry Aldo Rocha. Uh, I always get the two mixed up. Uh, Aldo Leo Ramirez. Uh, which again, not during my time following Morelia, but I do know who he is. I did see him a little bit, and um, you know what? Just because he's from the academy, uh, you know, he was—he's not a great player, but he was a big moment player, another mean player. Uh, Miguel Sansores. Uh, I, I, I can't go without mentioning him. Oh, and Diego Valdez. I can't forget about him either. Yes, Annalise uh, Hernandez. That's somebody I forgot to mention also. That's yeah, and sure. as for the, some of the after some of the ones that I didn't like very much, um, not many really. Uh, uh, Andy Polo, I, I, I never liked. Not even when he was in Peru. I, I, I was surprised he came. He, he did okay his first season. I'm trying to think of the others I didn't like. Um, uh, Sosa in his last season, at least. But I, I, I can't put past him in the other seasons. He, he's always been a good keeper. Just the uh, early seasons, I didn't like him. And um, I'm trying to remember one more player. That, there was one more. Um, I can't. The name is not striking me right now. 
Um, I don't remember to be honest. I it, it just those it just it just Polo. I just want to mention because he is is he's the king of back passing and he just pisses me off. Oh, and I can't forget Ace and Flores. He's not the reason I kept following Morelia because but I do like Flores. I've always liked Flores, so I I can't leave him out either. Uh, as like one of the good guys, not one of the bad guys. Yeah, just to put that clear. Yep. And uh, I remember the player I was gonna say the the, the other bad guy, uh, Jefferson Cuero, who um. No, oh my what? God! <laughs> I, 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 I saw I saw him I saw him in Santa Fe when he played for Santa Fe, and trust me, don't watch Santa Did Fe games. It's it's a, it's a bad idea watching uh, Santa Fe Bogota. It's a bad idea. One of the dullest sides in South America, and they still are. But uh, I, I did watch Cuero when he was playing for them, and he had a promising start at Morelia. I thought it was okay at Santa Fe to be honest. He had a promising start at Morelia, and then he just fell and he was exposed. So he was really one that. of the bad guys. I had to look him up because I didn't. I didn't remember who he said. Oh, you remember? And now him. I remember. Yeah, I've seen. Oh, you. Oh, you, you remember him? Yeah, you see a picture. Yeah, you I know who he is. <laughs> he's he's so for he's so forgettable. He's so forgettable. But I do you think like, I, I did forget about his name when you were when I was talking about the bad guys that I remember mostly. Do you think they just signed him because his name was Jefferson as well? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, and uh, if I didn't mention any Mexican players except for Shaggy. Uh, the, the one of the, one of the bad guys with Mexican players is uh, Rodolfo Bilchis and uh, Carlos Fierro. I didn't like those two. Fierro well, was Carlos Fierro. You're coming. Off, you're coming at yeah. our boy well, now. No, hold on. It's uh, he plays at San Jose now, so you know hey, he's under all. Carlos. Players, so we'll, we'll let it Carlos Fierro. Carlos Fierro got famous worldwide because he was a football manager legend, but like he then developed the player they said it would be, kind of like Sherman Cardenas. I can kind of see that. It's a uh, he's he's one of those players though where. You know, he was played really good for those U teams, and then just Mexico, they just have that gap where you just don't know if they're going to be able to develop that talent or not. And then they end up not developing that talent, but they played great at youth, you know, tournaments, and they won shit, but it's just they don't do anything later on in life, and they end up bouncing around, not doing good with Chivas, well, doing decent with Chivas, and then, you know, bouncing out to Morelia for that season, that's forgettable, and then now playing in San Jose. All right, so the guess... Problem, yeah. The problem is that... um. The problem with Mexico in the youth tournaments is that they win the under-17 World Cup, not the under-20. Which, under-17 is cool and all, but it's still way too young to judge. Yeah, U-20 though and too lone? Like, I, I thought that was it, man, but that was mistaken, I guess. That's, U-17, U-17, Mexico won the U-17 World Cup a year after I left Peru, so... Oh, really? Like, oh, yeah. I was, it wasn't Peru, yeah, I we, the, about the, that. The host, yeah, the host, the host was Peru. I think Carlos Bella was on that team. Yeah, Carlos I think a lot Giovanni. of those U-20s... That have recently played though, like they're going to be talked about for a while. That's the next gen for. Oh Mexico. yeah, they're they're like, good. They they, 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 kids, flopped, like, they, good. they flopped in the under twenty World Cup, but they're, they're, I was surprised them because I, I was really a fan of the squad. Yeah, last year it's a good squad. Yeah, they're really if you good. looked at the like Olympic qualifying squad that they were going to take before all this went down, like it was some some players that you know regular first team action. Vela Be- wanted to go. Like Vela wanted to go. Like, That's the wild squad. That would have been, that been that we have in the yeah. works. Um, I think the only uh, all the players we mentioned we mentioned a lot. I think the only one that's left that we haven't mentioned that's like a big deal in Morelia is uh, you know left back Carlos Adrian Morales, brother of Ramoncito Morales, who was part of True. the 2000 squad. I mean, uh, if you guys know Ramoncito and Carlos Adrian are from Michoacan, they, that's where they started playing soccer. And Carlos Adrian uh, had a, spent a lot of years and I think like two stints with the team, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and he just retired with Morelia like a couple seasons ago. So he, he, um, yeah, he had three stints with Morelia actually from '98 to 2004, and then from 
2012 to 2018, and then he just came back for that one game to retire in 2019. So a lot, big, big, big uh, history with them. So I think that's the only player we're missing in terms of like true legends. Obviously, from like around this time, from like the 1900s, I'm, I'm not gonna know anything. So. And one more, one of the one more of the bad guys, I'm Jose Munoz. Really? You can't forget him as one of the bad guys. A, a lot what? of Morelia fans don't like him. Like that's what I learned in my time following him. Really? I did not know that. I did not know that. That's what that's what I because Moses Munoz came from the academy and apparently there's some controversy about him going to America or something. I have to look it up more, but like from my experience, Morelia fans have told me they have told me Moses Munoz is not their good books. I did not know that. Yeah. That's crazy. And he says, and he says, uh, I, I believe a few weeks back, he says something condescending towards Morarcas. I'm, I'm just quickly looking it up to see if um, if I can find it. Um, yeah, okay. Fantasma Figueroa, a few weeks back, got into a little bit of controversy with him. He says he's he's from a, he's an America fan, not Monarcas. After he said, oh, hold on, there's a video here. I'm gonna pause it. Um, uh, also, you, you guys can say something while I look for this quickly. Uh, he, okay. said, he, he said, he said uh, something pretty negative. He said something pretty right. negative. Fuck, Mary, kill, Puebla, Querétaro, and Morelia. Go. <laughs> Wait, what was the question? <laughs> Fuck, Mary, kill, Puebla, Morelia, or, or Querétaro. Go. Oh, um... I think you, you know the, the the former is the first. I'm, I'm not gonna say short words on pod, but the, uh, Mary definitely. Um, Morelia. What was the third team? It was uh, Puebla or Querétaro. Yeah, one of those. Two. Oh, kill Querétaro! <laughs> I, I can kill them. Oh, <laughs> we've peaked, you guys. We peaked. <laughs> For sure. I'm not gonna say any swears on on, on pod. So <laughs> we, we we respect you 100. percent I gotta say, for I me, all the, I, I saw all the I saw the bloody time, but I'm just professional like Andy. That's true. I say, I say, um, I think see. I'd say, yeah, I, no, I, I'm, I'm marrying Morelia. I'm, I am as well. Morelia. Um, um, Actually, no, I'm killing Puebla, and and then and then I'm asking uh, Querétaro. Yeah, why not? No, I'll I'll, I'll marry Querétaro just because. Um, I mean, I'm not super. I don't have big ties with them but i am from guanajuato and in the city that i'm from in guanajuato it's like an hour away from querétaro so like i've been oh, there true. a bunch of times i've been to the stadium. dude i heard it's beautiful out there it, it really is i've been to the stadium like i heard it's like really really nice out there like they have really nice subdivisions like it's really really nice out there like mm-hmm. if people like got a friend that his parents are building a house out there and they told they were showing me photos and they were telling me like yeah like querétaro is like the new it's city in mexico it is. where like very, they, they're building everything yeah. new it's all modern i'm like oh shit it's very that's, americanized that's actually pretty too. cool a lot of american yeah, exactly. uh, corporations are like putting offices down there and everything and like so yeah it's it's very nice so i'd have to say that uh and then i'd kill puebla i guess i mean i could i couldn't care less about them no offense yeah i could care less about either offense offense please so much offense i'm so sorry so much offense oh man but yeah i didn't know ness did you know that people in Morelia didn't like moy muñoz no i didn't know that like honestly it's that's like that's, maybe that's, that's something that i heard but I, like maybe i like i just kind of discounted it i was like well it's, it's kind of weird but i honestly got it that's that. what i've been told it's kind of weird though like why Fiedo, uh, doesn't like him either that's crazy i i mean i know cruz azul fans hate chui corona for the most part i know that and i get that yeah part. i mean i would too if i was i cruz get azul that fans. <laughs> I, I did not know about moy though i could kind of see it though moy always brands himself as like an america 
guy now, even though he from me. Yeah, he on. does. After 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 that damn goalkeeper header. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> after the legendary status. Even though he's from Michoacan and he's from the academy of Morelia, you know, and that's the team that gave him a chance. He brands himself as an America guy, so maybe I kind of get that's it. That's true. Oh, I got I got one more announcement. Go ahead. Oh yeah, I almost forgot. <laughs> Ness, go <laughs> you ahead. Almost go did ahead. forget. I actually started the Mazatlan English page. Boo! I know. I know. Uh, okay, I I, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. It was him. Yeah. It Plot was him. Twist. Spider Spider Man meme. Just fingers pointed. Is that, is that is that the Skype is that the Skype um logging out? So I can't do it. We lost him. Yeah. We got him, boys. I it's Ness. It. it was Ness this whole time. Him. It was me the whole time. I'm gonna expose you. I'm gonna expose, expose you right now. We, oh, damn, high key. Damn, the pressure's cooking. Well, well, the funny part about it was, I actually made it with like no like. Inter- I didn't even think we were gonna discuss it on a podcast or anything like that. I just made it to see what was gonna happen, and it created like a whole bunch of backlash. And I'm like, holy shit! Like you guys are, and then everybody's like talking shit. Like I hope like. Like, like, I hope you find your cat's dead carcass in the driveway tomorrow. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, Whoa. man. People just going in. And I'm just like, I'm from Michoacan. Like, leave me alone, please. They're cursing you out here? <laughs> like, I get it. Yeah, those, those people going off on me on everything. And I'm just like, I'm literally just Google translating a lot of these tweets. Like, you guys don't even get it. <laughs> like, you it's know directly what? Those, what was saying. Before, those tweets right there, like the, the Spanish ones. Yeah. Like that was such a middle finger to Yeah, it was. Like, and, and and it was. And it pissed me off too. But I went ahead they, and they made were, the page. They were they but, were just like they were just like if you don't like it you can leave. Yeah, like, exactly. Why, and it, why it was he, pretty why shitty. Can you just why can't you just ignore all the backlash and just and, say, and it's crazy oh, we're, it's like, here, we're here. Exactly. You, you still want to support the team because it's a lot of the same players and it's not their fault. That's what I think a lot of people are kind of misinterpreting. It, it is real shitty, but it's just like, hopefully it gives these players a chance to compete for, you know, a championship or do something with it, like we were stating earlier. And I did make it, but I have really no plans for it and everything like that. And even Carrie from the Lions Den podcast and from, you know, Liga Mexican Glass, she pointed out, she was like, they didn't even use the right, like, uh, at. And I was like, holy shit, I, I, I didn't. I just it was, I just put a, what is it called, Masatlan E instead yeah, of ENG. E and that's, e that, that's my mistake. <laughs> so I just went ahead and just ran that. with it. And I was just like, do, making it look as professional as I could, like, without going off on people or anything like that. Because I'd expose myself if I did any of that. So my question is, do you want the page? I'll give you the page. So you can you, you can hate Masatlan as much as you want, and I get it. Those have? still gonna be a lot of the same players, some of that same management, whatever you want to say. It's like they're gonna be integrated into this new team, and they might be relocated, but that same heart of the team, you know, Achiar, a lot of those same players, they're still gonna be there, you know. And it's not like, how many, but how many, how many followers have? If it has more than thousand followers, I'll gladly take it. No, it has plug, has, right? has around a hundred. I'm just gonna plug the Morelia account. I'm just gonna plug the Morelia account. I I'm gonna use it to follow, follow Monarca you, you can use it as Talk a front or something like that. But yeah, even you added me, and you were like, you were going off like, I would never support this and everything like that. And I was like, ah, ha, 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 we gonna see then. No. <laughs> but yeah, it just, uh, I, I just made it like just out of out of whim, just the other night because I was just like, dude, all these pages have an English account, and I was like, well, Masatlan does it. Let me jump on it while I. Understand. I knew something was up when I, and even when like I, we so I think had quoted it. And then he was like, he was like, who, which one of you did this? And I was looking at my, ori- I was on my original account. And I'm just like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Dude, I, I knew something was up when at two in the morning, I got a follow request from Masatlan English. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> 
and people were actually thinking it was like somehow legitimate. And then I'm like, all right, the first I'm gonna put him on blast I, at first, right now. When I just but saw you know who's it, the yeah. first person who who jumped in my DMs and said, "Is this a real account?" Take a guess. Anybody in Liga MX English? Take a guess. Uh, big or not, or just like a regular guy? Yeah, regular guy that everybody kind of hates. Oh, Francisco. Yeah, Francisco. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like come on man dude i mean when i just when i first saw the like the thing in francisco my, gets a lot of hate in my and sometimes it's worth yeah. it yeah and that was one of the instances where i'm just like come on man when i saw my the thing in my follower request at first i thought the first thing i thought was like that they did create an english page and i was like are they just trying to follow people hoping that they'll follow back like what's go, what, what's going on but then I did. I, that I was mean, my I thought. I was like, saw, I really do hope they follow back. I, like, <laughs> I quickly saw, since it was just Mazatlan E, capital E, I was like, no, nah, this is a parody. This is 100% a parody. <laughs> it was a parody. 100% a parody. But I didn't mean to make it a parody, so that makes it more of a parody. <laughs> oh, it has, it has 81 followers. I'll pass. I'm not going to take You're, it. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. We're, we're, we're better than that for 81 followers. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> Well, if, if, like I said, if, if it had like 1,000 followers, I would have just taken that converted into a Monarchist English account anyway, so. Oh, but here, here's the next question. What are you going to tweet about now? <laughs> like, that respect. was, I'm, that's what, that's what, that's the what I was going to get to. You got a lot of free time on your hands now. <laughs> that's what I was, that's what I was going to get to at the end of my podcast. Um, I was going to plug my regular Twitter. No, go ahead. Which I guess, I'll, which I, I guess, I guess I'll do now. Um, I, I tweeted a while back when the club moved that I'm probably not going to be tweeting on the Monarchist English account anymore. And in a few weeks, it's probably going to be gone forever. Like, I'm not going to close Damn. it. I'm not going to close it. I might jersey in the rafters. I might, I might tweet something eventually. But uh, I I was always uh, using my main account more anyways. And um, like this is the first account that I was able to manage with two accounts, if that makes sense. Because usually when I have to manage two accounts, I just give up on the other one. But this one, I, I didn't give up on. So uh, I, I'll, I'll definitely tweet from time to time with the Monarchist English account uh, if there's anything to tweet about. But if you just if you want to keep following me, if you want to keep knowing about me, uh, follow me at BrianBertie1998. Uh, I do tweet a lot about Peruvian football, but I do tweet a lot about general football as well, not just Peruvian football. Um, like right now, I, I, I like doing a lot of scouting of young players. Right now, I'm doing a Scout World Cup, which is a very corny idea, but it, 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 I need to pass some time because I'm, I'm not doing much at the moment. Honestly, so. there's, there's not much going on, so I'm, that actually sounds very interesting. Like, I'd, I'd, I want, I'd want to look into something like that. Oh, I'll actually read this one Mexican running. I'm doing center backs right now. I'll read the matchups if that's okay. Um, matchup one, Gianfranco Chavez of Cristal versus Newen Perez of Famalizao. Godfrey Steven was from some Belarusian team. I have no idea. Versus Nicolas Diaz of Monarcas Mazatlan. There's so many um, of those Belarusian guys. I don't think a lot of people realize that. Like as far as Mexicans like playing there, it's like don't think like yeah. Estranjeros overseas and they'll think like oh you know like obviously like like Herrera and they'll think like Raul Jimenez. But it's like a lot of people don't realize there's like there's like over 20 usually like in Belarus playing in the first division or like just some bumfuck like Eastern European country. And you're just like what why are, what are they doing there? But you don't realize that you know that like those players end up costing a lot of money. They got to start and usually the ones that don't cost a lot of money got to start off really really like in a, in a in not in a bad country but a more less known soccer country. So you see a lot of that. There's actually there's actually two uh, Mexicans here. I'm noti- I just noticed. I forgot about one of the others. Uh, Marcos Sanesi, Dennis Popov. Uh, 10 Coop Miners versus Edson Alvarez, who you could argue is a center back or not. 
I think of him as a CDM. I think of him as a CDM. I don't know why. But he started. Just, he started. Yeah, I know. He started a center back so. at America, but he's got the, he got the length and everything. He looks good as a CDM. Like I don't want him yeah. to play center back in Mexico. I think we'll be able to find. Well, hopefully we'll be able to find somebody else. <laughs> then there's Ben White, Ruben Diaz, Christopher Ajovers, Maximilian Wober, Sebastian Cáceres versus Cesar Montes, and Carlos Cuesta versus Ricky Honda. So if you want to get voting, it's on my Twitter. It's like I said, Brian Birdie, nineteen ninety eight. You can vote. The round of sixteen just started today, and I tweet a lot of other things. Uh, if you don't want to see me tweeting a lot about Peruvian football, you're probably good for another month before the league starts again, and then I'm gonna go all out. But um, I'm also, like I said, I also like the Mexican league. So I, I, it's not just Morelia that I like. I've, I've always liked it in general, an entertaining league. But um, yeah, that's um, I, I in the past I advocated people from my monarchist. Uh, cha- uh, my Monarca's Twitter to not follow me because I was a lot more biased. Like, if since Flores was at Monarca's, I didn't want to, um, like, I wanted to make my tweets about Flores for my Peruvian following on my main account and then the unbiased tweets on the Monarca's account. But now that Monarca's is gone, I, I, I figure this, you know what? Nothing you but biased tweets from now if, on. If you, Hot takes. If, <laughs> if you, if you want to, if, like, what, what I was saying, if you want to follow me now, um, if you want to keep knowing about me, I'm gonna be on there because I, I'm since there's not much to tweet about Monarcas anymore. Like the next few weeks, are probably gonna be a, a mid, big middle finger to Mazatlan FC. But after that, once I get bored, I'll probably not tweet much until the club comes back, anyways. If if it ever comes back, it's a big if. But let's hope. Definitely. All right. I guess that is gonna probably do it for us. Uh, yeah, that's that's gonna do it for the show, guys. Thanks for listening. Yeah, definitely. Make sure to Thank you guys. tweet us. Make sure to contact us. Let us know what you think about the show. Um, tell us some more ideas. Tell us your, like I said, like we said, tell us your favorite Morelia moments, your favorite players from Morelia, or anything that has to do with Morelia. Tweet it at us. Uh, thank you again to Brian for joining us, and uh, go follow him on Twitter and everything. Yeah, go follow Brian. I just did. He's he, he seems like a good follow. I can't wait to see some of his takes on Peruvian soccer and. Big MX as a whole with uh, no Manelli now, unfortunately. You guys can follow me at, at Nescavelli, N E S Q U I V E double L I. You can also follow me at Viva Liga MX, where I am an editor and contributor, along with Jahir, who is my co editor. And you can and you can also follow me at Masatlan E at Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> this is all created as a joke just for this podcast. And you guys can rag on me all you want, but, <laughs> but it's still something I did. And you know what? I might just keep up with it. Get more than 100 followers, you know? Try to do something here. But uh, but yeah, where can they find you at, Antonio? Y'all can find me at Antonio1998, double underscore on Twitter. That's two underscores at the end. And yeah, man, thanks for listening. Uh, make sure to follow FMFSOM and uh, Viva Liga Mankeys for all your Liga Mankeys written content. Go follow Brian on Twitter and Instagram. Go follow Ness. And uh, one last time. Put your Fs in the chat. Rest in peace. Monarcas Morelia. Until next time. R.I.P. Until next time.